Happy New Year and welcome to Voices of CFMA, Construction Financial Management Association's podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders sponsored by Old Republic Shorty. I'm your host, Sal Marino, CFMA's Marketing and Content Manager. This month, I am talking with Bryce McDermott. Bryce is CFO at Branco Enterprises. He is one of the founders of CFMA's Ozarks chapter and a member of the 2022-23 Executive Committee. Bryce, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Very glad to be here. So, can you tell me a little bit about your current role and maybe about your journey on how you got here? Uh, sure, yeah. Well, I, uh, I've i been in this role uh, in some capacity uh, for 23 years at, at Branco Enterprises. Uh, Branco is a general contractor located in uh, Neosho, Missouri. Uh, down here in the southwest corner of the state. Uh, we're not a giant contractor. We've got about 140 employees and our volume will you know, range somewhere in the 60 to $80 million range on a typical year. Um, we're diverse. We do a lot of different, uh, oh, a lot of schools, water treatment plants. We do a little bit of uh, work for um, Department of Transportation. So we're just we're kind of spread out in that regard, and it it really probably has helped us sustain through some downturns uh, along the way in those 23 years because uh, we're not married to any one sector of, of the construction industry. But how I got here um, is uh, I started out in public accounting. I, I was uh, at BKD and uh, did that for eight years. And uh, I went into a niche specialty while I was there of, uh, amongst other things, construction. And that kind of was a natural thing for me. Uh, I grew up in a, a home where my dad was a home builder. And so from the time I was old enough to uh, stand, it felt like I was on a job site uh, fetching and carrying and, and doing those things. And then as I grew older and got a little stronger than you know, got to do a few more things in that world. So construction is definitely in my blood. And when I, uh, you know, when I was in public accounting, I always knew that if I ever left BKD, uh, it would be for a construction uh, company. And uh, when this opportunity presented itself, uh, well, to be honest with you, the first time this uh, uh, presented itself, I, uh, I acted too slow. I, Talked about it. I thought about it, and and uh, they they ended up hiring another gentleman uh, from a, a very large local company. And I thought, well, well, you know, missed that opportunity, and and well, as it turns out, that guy wasn't the right fit, and uh, he lasted uh, a grand total of about three months. And they uh, so they the job became open again. They hadn't even they hadn't even posted it. Uh, these guys were actually, uh, these guys, Branco was a, was a client. And uh, so I heard about it through the, the grapevine. And I thought, you know, last time I, I just drug my feet, I didn't act. And, and I kept wondering, you know, did I miss an opportunity? So I just picked up the phone and called uh, John Branham, who's the uh, majority stockholder and president at the time of Branco. And, and I said, John, you don't know me from Adam, but, uh, cause I, I didn't really have any, in, uh, uh, inputs on their account. And I said, but you know, here, here's who I am and here's my background and, and just, would you like to talk? And I met, uh, with John, his wife, uh, Violet and, uh, 
the HR manager at the time, uh, her name was Judy. We met down here on a Saturday uh, afternoon and Sunday he called and offered me the job. And Monday I turned in my notice to BKD and 23 years later, here I sit. So, wow. Well, that has to feel somewhat like it was meant to be, right? Well, it, it, it was really, you know, uh, it, it, to say it felt like home from the beginning, uh, I guess is probably about the best way to, for me to describe it. And, you know, it, it's Branco is located not too far from where I grew up. Uh, I grew up in a small town called Granby, which is not too far from Neosha where, where Branco is. And, uh, so I was familiar with Branco. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it, it definitely uh, kind of felt like it was meant to be. And I guess the fact that I'm here 23 years later, uh, maybe speaks to that, right? It definitely does. So with a journey like that, um, how do you get involved with CFMA? Well, uh, John Branham, uh, the, the same gentleman who I met down here on a Saturday and, and are again, the majority owner here at Branco. Uh, I, I, admittedly didn't had never even heard of cfma uh, at that time bkd was not the the national partner that they are today or and actually it's four of us now as we all know but um but anyway back in those days uh it, that really wasn't a on the radar for me and and so i'd been here for i don't even know if i'd been here a year and john came to me with this uh, information about uh, this organization and and they were having a uh, the national conference that year that was coming up was in, in Orlando, Florida. Um, and, you know, he encouraged me to go, uh, encouraged me to, uh, you know, get involved in this. And, and so at the time, there was no local chapter here in this part of the state. The, the closest chapter to me was Kansas City. So when I joined CFMA, that was my chapter affiliation, but I never attended uh, any meetings in Kansas city, because we're about two and a half to three hours, you know, South of there. And it just, it just wasn't practical to do that. But, but I did go to the national conference. I was very, uh, I guess, shocked and awed at the, uh, at the conference itself, just the, the continuing education that was available. Um, I'm a CPA. And so that was a, a nice find that there was some industry specific education. Um, and then, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I called myself the invisible member uh, at that point. Uh, and I probably took advantage of that. I, I guess I shouldn't admit this out loud, but you know, this isn't being reported, right? Uh, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I didn't really know anybody. Nobody knew me. Uh, it was easy for me to just kind of, you know, kind of mill around and then disappear if I wanted to disappear for a while. And and so I, I know I didn't get a fraction out of that first conference that I could have and, and what I've gotten out of it since then. But so over time, I, uh, I attended several more of the, of the national conferences and still had no local chapter affiliation. And I started getting to know a few more people, you know, over time, uh, you start seeing some of the same faces and, and um, so I can't remember at what point I had first inquired about what does it take to start a chapter? And I remember talking to some folks at the national conference and, and getting that question rolling. Well, it, it never really got any traction until 
probably around 2014, um, 13 or 14, um, there was enough of us here locally that had, and this is by then BKD had kind of emerged as a, a national partner with CFMA. And so uh, BKD, obviously we still, I still have connections there, uh, both as friends and, and as a client. And uh, so I worked uh, closely with uh, Matt Cash, uh, Ben Stone uh, was another name that uh, a former BKD guy who had left and gone into industry and was working with a general contractor uh, and still there, by the way. But so um, we gathered about five or six uh, people and we formed this steering committee and uh, came up with the name Ozarks chapter. Uh, and we went, uh, you know, went through all the the processes that you have to do to, to get chapter formation. Uh, the Ozarks chapter, I, I think created some confusion uh, for some, some people, you know, I, I think in the, you know, especially up in the Northeast, uh, I know when I was talking to some of the folks at National, they were like, Ozarks chapter, that just feels like that should be more, you know, not where you guys are at. And, uh, you know, but the reason why we picked that name is we didn't want it to be uh, isolated to just Southwest Missouri. Uh, right. Down here in the corner where we're at, we're, we're close enough to Arkansas, Oklahoma, and, and Kansas that we, you know, we cross the borders quite a bit. Right. And so it, it made sense for us, but that, you know, has created some uh, hurdles for us to overcome, like, you know, since then, but I can talk about that here in a little bit. So anyway, 2016, we were formally uh, approved as a chapter. Um, and so we are, uh, what, six years in, going on seven years as, as a chapter. And it really accelerated what I have gotten out of CFMA. I mean, the, uh, have thrown myself into it. I'm, you know, have gone from being real active at the local level now to getting more involved at the national level, uh, with committees. And, and then most recently, uh, uh, become a member of the executive committee for CFMA. And, uh, so it just seems like well, it's like anything, you know, in life, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. And, and I would say this is absolutely my journey that uh, exponentially I've gotten more out of it since I've put more into it. So it also must be easier to put more into it once you feel like you have a home, right? Like it didn't sound like you were able to connect too much with the Kansas City chapter since it really wasn't your local chapter per se. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I didn't. Um, Probably the the first connections I made at the national conference really happened on the golf course. Uh, you know, there's a, they always have a golf tournament at the uh, at the conference, and and again at that time I would just sign up as an individual and I would get paired with random people, and uh, but that turned out to be a a great thing for me because then I would see some of those people, you know either at that year's conference or subsequent conferences and we'd recognize each other. And it, that's how things started kind of snowballing a little bit as far as that national peer network. So I don't know much about founding my own CFMA chapter, but I have to imagine that it must've felt like a pretty big undertaking at some point, right? Well, it, it does, especially coming from a, uh, you know, we're basically a rural area, uh, certainly in contrast to uh, some of the larger cities that where some of our chapters are, 
but uh, and you know geographically we're pretty spread out so you know the probably one of the things that that we had to overcome and, and quite frankly are still uh, working on is just the brand recognition i mean a lot of contractors in this area uh, you know still to this day if i said cfma probably wouldn't know what that means uh, so yeah so that, that's probably one of the biggest hurdles we had to overcome is just getting out in front of folks and and trying to explain to them, you know, what exactly is CFMA and why do we need this in our lives? Um, you know, I think that the members that we have, that we started with, um, yeah, you know, for the most part are still here. We haven't lost very many. We, we probably haven't really grown to the, we definitely haven't grown to the degree that I would have envisioned over, you know, a five-year, six-year plan, but, um, we're, we're trying some new things here at our local chapter level to try to uh, build on that. But, but, you know, to answer your question, as far as what goes into it, you know, the, probably the most critical thing is just a strong steering committee, uh, people that are, have a genuine and passionate interest in getting that in place. And, um, and that was very blessed to have a, a good group around us there that, you know, that got that going. Um, you know, it's very, very important, uh, both in formation and then in continuation that, you know, that your chapter has a good ratio of general members um, and, you know, with the associate members, because, you know, clearly, you know, let's be honest, the, the associate members are there to, you know, provide services to the general members. And so they, that's their uh, motivation to be a part of it. And then, so you, if you don't have the general members, the associate members have really no reason to continue coming around. So I, you know, we worked hard to get that ratio, you know, up and, and uh, we continue to, to work on that, you know, to maintain that. So it was, uh, it's, it's definitely been, like I said, a, a blessing. Uh, uh, the geographic uh, challenges that we have, uh, as far as how far apart, you know, some of our, uh, I guess, population points are uh, down here, you got Springfield, Missouri, you got Joplin, Missouri, and then, you know, outlier parts there, uh, bringing everybody together for meetings sometimes presents a challenge, but it's, it, you know, we certainly have chapters across the country that are much more bigger footprints than that, you know, uh, I think about North Dakota, and right. you know, the whole state is a chapter. In, yep. We got no excuses down here. <laughs> and I would think too that the, uh, I mean, just being called the Ozarks chapter, because it's, that's, it, it expands across so many states. What is it, like four or five states, the Ozarks? Yeah. 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 Of course, the real Ozarks is right here, right? But, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All those other, all those other guys are pretenders, but, uh, yeah, it, it that and that may have been part of what the confusion was early on was that you know if somebody else has got a uh, a definition of that that pinpoints a different spot on the map, then you know maybe that. But certainly the folks around here, whenever I'm out trying to market um, the Ozarks chapter of CFMA, it's definitely going to resonate, you know, with that group. So, right, and that makes total sense. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about advice. Are you able to tell me the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Uh, you know, I've gotten a lot of good advice uh, over the years and I've, 
I've got what I, and I hope everybody uh, either has this or will, will develop this in their lifetime, a Mount Rushmore of their mentors and people that they most admire. Um, one of those people for me was uh, one of the partners at BKD, uh, Glenn Barnett. And Glenn, when I started at BKD in 1992, uh, he really took me under his wing. Uh, he, he became that, that part of my mountain, you know, for, for me. And so the thing that he said to me that I uh, held strong to was uh, he said, you know, from the day you walk in here, even though you're a staff accountant and you know, you're, you're at the bottom of the totem pole, I want you to have the mentality and the approach to your job as if you're uh, a partner or an owner in this organization. And he said, if you will have an owner's mentality and, you know, do what's right for the company, he said, everything else will fall in place for you. And so I, I took that to heart. Uh, you know, everything I did when I was at BKD was to, was to promote the organization, uh, to, to believe in the place that I was at. And uh, I carried that with me when I came to, to Branco in, in 1999. And then, uh, you know, I, I think that no matter what your role is in an organization, you know, if, if you're the, uh, the new staff accountant at a construction company or in a public accounting setting or, or whatever it is you do in life, uh, if you if you maintain that, that it, that you're not just the AP clerk, but but you have an important role with that organization, then I think it it will pay dividends in the long run. Um, and that same uh, gentleman, uh, Glenn, gave me another great piece of advice as I was uh, exiting. And by the way, that was a very hard conversation for me whenever I made the decision to uh, come down here to go tell Glenn that I was leaving. Uh, and he was very supportive of me. He was, uh, but he, he told me that, you know, when you go to this new role, he said, you're going to be, um, probably tempted to jump in immediately and start making changes. And, and he said, so I'm going to just advise you that when you get in there, he said, listen and observe, but don't offer anything until you really understand and, and have digested, what's going on because you really don't know until you've taken the, the time to do both of those things. And I've, I've tried, I don't always succeed in that, uh, but I've tried to employ that, uh, that advice in, in other areas of my life that, you know, we all are probably guilty of not listening enough. And, uh, and my wife would tell you, I probably don't listen nearly enough, <laughs> but I, but I really do feel like that, that, uh, that advice, I, I came down here with that mindset. And, uh, I think those first two or three months, I, I truly didn't offer up any suggestions for system improvements or anything like that. Uh, but then once I did, it was based on some well thought out you know, observances and, and then bringing in that experience and things that I'd seen from other places. And it really, I think, accelerated my success here. And like you said, I, I think that's the advice that works across all aspects of your life. I think yeah. I need to be better at times with active listening and just thinking about things before I react. Yeah. I, 
I, I, you know, I, I truly do think, and I've heard this from others, and I'm sure you have too, but it, it truly is one of those things that collectively we all probably fail at times, you know, that we don't listen enough. And um, I know one thing that I've, I guess I'll, I'll say this a little bit uh, with a chuckle because I don't know that I've really gotten there yet. As I've matured, <laughs> uh, you know, as, as, a, as a person over time, I've, uh, I've tried to be a little bit more, try to see things through other people's points of view and don't be so pigeonholed in the way, you know, because I was raised in, Southwest Missouri where, you know, the show me state and, you know, everything's black and white and everything's in this got to fit in this lane. And then as I've, you know, expanded my horizons and my network of, of people and whether it be people of different races or religions or whatever, you, you realize that, Hey, the whole world wasn't raised in Granby, Missouri. <laughs> and not everybody thinks the way we do in, in Granby, Missouri. And that doesn't make either one of us right or wrong. Uh, so, so keeping on the subject of advice, what advice do you have to someone who is new to the industry? Oh, you know, there's, again, you know, I can think of a lot of things. Um, I, I do think that there is a tremendous value in uh, investing in yourself. And that, that includes both time and money. Um, so, you know, understand that the person that benefits the most from, um, you know, getting, continuing your education and, and, you know, broadening your, your horizons. And it, and it can be specific to uh, accounting, certainly, but uh, even things outside, you know, other interests, because you never know when that, you know, these other things that you might delve into might translate into uh, something else that enhances your career. Uh, and then, you know, I guess kind of along those lines and, and, you know, maybe a good segue or tie into to what this organization is about is uh, networking to me is so critical. Uh, if you look at where I am today uh, and then you look at the people that that I have affiliated with, I've, I've got a tremendous network of people that I can call on at any time. And, you know, it, sometimes that's, that's uh, selfish, you know, I mean, it may be for selfish reasons that I, you know, maybe I need somebody to help me hook up with some chiefs tickets to go watch the Raiders lose to the chiefs. Uh, and I didn't phrase that correctly, by the way, uh, <laughs> or, or maybe it's, uh, you know, I've got a, I've ran into a, a situation here at work with, something I've not ran into before, but I, I think, you know, oh gosh, I remember hearing about that at a conference and, you know, maybe I can reach out and find. So all of those things are just going to add value to uh, what you're going to bring to the table. And, you know, if you're working for a company where uh, you've got an owner, like in my situation, uh, you know, a small family uh, owned business, um, when they recognize that, man, he's got these resources that he can, he can get answers for us. I think it really truly does help. Um, and, you know, the things that, that I have already kind of brought, brought out that was given to me, I would pass on to anybody, you know, have an owner's mentality. You know, when you, when you come to work, you're not, you're not there to, uh, you know, I think of the, the old, uh, it's almost cliche now where the guy walks up to the, 
the guys that are, you know, laying blocks and, you know, ask the first guy, what are you doing? And he says, I'm laying blocks. And he asked the second guy, you know, what are you doing? I'm building this wall. And the third guy's, I'm building a beautiful cathedral. And it's all a matter of your perspective. And, you know, uh, what do you really uh, want people to know about you? It's all a matter of perspective. Bryce, it has been terrific talking to you. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off on this episode of Voices of CFMA? You know, I, I one, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to to get on here and share some of my journey. And and I would say that, uh, you know, if anybody's listening to this, if if you're thinking about, uh, if you're, say, let's say you're involved in CFMA right now, but you're not really involved. Maybe you're a member Maybe you're the the invisible member that I uh, used to be at one time. Uh, you truly will find that if you apply yourself, get involved with committees, you know, volunteer at the national level even, and and don't be afraid because I think one thing that I've learned is I've gotten to know uh, personally some of the folks that have served at the at the national level as officers and and so forth that. Um, at one time or another, they were just the member, just like me, just like they are, you know? Um, so don't, don't limit yourself in your membership in CFMA by not getting involved and you will definitely uh, see the dividends on the other side. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, from the once invisible member, Bryce, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I truly appreciate it. All right. I appreciate it. And uh, hope everybody uh, has a great 2023. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Voices of CFMA, sponsored by Old Republic Surety. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe and share on social media. And if you're interested in learning more about the Construction Financial Management Association, check out CFMA.org. Once again, I'm your host, Sal Marino, and I will see everyone back here next month. Thanks.